Welcome, everyone, to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast show with myself, Aaron, and Tom. Tonight, an episode of The Blind Tag, uh, where we're just going to talk about a few things that are going on since we haven't had one since WrestleMania. Tom, how's it going? Doing well. Uh, been on vacation this week. Uh, been able to watch a little bit of wrestling in real time instead of uh, working it around my shoot job. So, you know how that goes. Anything that stood out for you so far? Uh Nothing like major, except for I don't know how Darby is alive. I mean, I just some of the spots were very uh, stupid. I, mean, I get it. Like, I totally get that's his thing. But he is so young and has a lot of talent other than these high spots. And it was great TV, 100 percent. But save a little bit of something. Like, I, I, I don't know how he's walking. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it in real time. And actually, I actually saw it on Twitter of him diving off the top and doing the front flip into the chairs. And I'm just like, he's got a five-year lifespan on him as far as wrestling goes if he doesn't tone it down real quick. And the bad part is that's the thought from a lot of pro wrestlers right now when you look at Darby Allen, when they, especially the old-timers, when they talk about him. They look at him as someone who could wind up like a dynamite kid. And the reality part of pro wrestling is, yes, a lot of the pro wrestlers are going to be broken down. They're going to have bad hips. They're going to have bad necks. They're going to have bad backs. But you don't have to rush that process. And I feel like every time Darby goes out there, and it's just a television match. I mean, if you're going to do something crazy, save it for a pay-per-view or a big-time feud match, but it's just an Owen Hart qualifier, and he is out there trying to kill himself. Yeah, I mean, I get the wanting the moments because that's that's what people remember. And, you know, I feel like that's Darby. He's like, I want my name, my legacy to be, you know, the crazy whatever. And he's getting that for sure. But at what cost? Yeah, if you're Tony Khan, though, don't you tell him, listen. I can't afford for you to be severely injured on television. And especially when WWE just had Big E get injured the way he did on such a freak, freak accident. And Darby's out there kind of doing this intentionally. You have to tell him to stop. And you know what you said, there's kind of very interesting to me about Tony Khan. Cause we don't, we don't really have a whole lot of that. Um, from behind the scenes look at how he looks at things. Uh, we have heard in the past about Vince and the whole classic moment about Foley diving off the hell in the cell. And he's like, don't you ever do that again? Thank you. But don't ever do it again. I just, I wonder the thought process behind Tony Khan. Is he agging him on saying, we got to win this revolution. We've got to, We've got to get our company set up for success for the future, do whatever we got to do. Or is he somebody that says that was great, but you know, I want you to be here for the next 10 years. I just, I would love to see that side of him. Well, and that brings up an interesting point, what you just said, because I want you to be here for the next 10 years. Is he going to make Darby Allen such a big star that he won't be there in 10 years? Because the talk going around, you know, today is that MJF is already looking to take his talents elsewhere as soon as his contract expires in 2024. 
Uh, you know, of course, he's good buddies with Cody in real life. And there's that talk that he wants to be the highest paid guy. And is that something Tony Khan needs to start worrying about a little bit, making these people the next big stars in pro wrestling only for Vince to snag them up? Yeah, you know, I also had heard that Tony Khan made a comment that basically he doesn't want to train the younger wrestlers. He wants to already have people ready to go season big names. And I don't know. I don't know if that's the greatest philosophy behind. That's great to have some of that. Absolutely. Bring some people in that are ready to go. But if you're not creating a star or not pushing younger talent and making something out of nothing, then what happens when they're all gone? You're then you're still fighting to pull in other people who are making their name elsewhere. And I don't know that that's the greatest business strategy either. Talking about AEW, one last thing here. Of course, they have opened the forbidden door a little bit more. Um, and they're going to partner with New Japan Pro Wrestling for a show in Chicago in June. And I think it's already broke over a million dollars at the gate. So kudos to them. That's fantastic for them. Uh, your thoughts, though, on that forbidden door show? I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic wrestling show, and that's what I'm looking forward to it about. But, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's just, uh, to me, it's just like a one-off cool show. Like, I'm somebody who wants the storylines, wants everything. So I know once that's over with, a lot of that's not going to be there. You know, the talent's not going to continuously be on the show things of that nature. Now, if they can work some storylines in that's longer term, then I think that'll be more beneficial than just doing this one show. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, it's kind of hard, though. I don't know if the American audience, the normal American audience who watches AEW is ready for the New Japan talent. Your diehards are. But your diehards aren't the ones I think that are, you know, the, I don't know how to say this. I don't know if they're the ones really pushing the button because I think when people look at AEW and especially since they've gotten a lot of talent from WWE, people are starting to catch on a little bit more to them and they're getting hot. And even like someone like Jay White, who's a big deal for new Japan, he's nothing in AEW. I don't think anyone cares about him. No, I, the American audience, I don't, I just, it's, they, we've dabbled in New Japan over here in the States, but I don't think it's enough for the casual fan to pay any attention whatsoever. And it's not like they have a huge attraction. I mean, nothing against him. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, but what is Jay White? Yeah, I'm, Besides a former New Japan champion, you know. But, I mean, in-ring talent, he's fantastic. But what is he? You know, the American audience, whether most like to admit it or not, they like characters. They like over the top. They like something that's going to stand out and be unique and cool. And to me and to a lot of the American fan base, I think Jay White is just bland. Punk going to beat Heyman Page? You know what? I, one thing I do like about AEW is that, especially when it comes to stuff like that, is I never know. I 
I would have never thought that that um, um, MJF would have beat Punk. I, I, there's just things that have happened that like I just I can't I can't try to look at the future and try to book it myself on what AEW would do because they keep throwing wrenches at me, which is great. I think business wise, I think Punk needs to win that belt. Um, I know. I believe that he will at some point, but I just right now Hangman's not doing anything for me, and I'm a big, a big fan of Hangman. But if you're not going to do anything story wise, character wise, that gets people wanting to watch every week, it's time to make a change. And I think that's where we're at. Yeah, I think um, Punk's going to win the title. And then I think we're going to look at a situation where uh, Punk and Omega eventually happens for the belt. Uh, and then you've got the history between Punk being a former ROH champion. I can see Tony mixing that kind of together as well. Uh, Moxley, I'm sure, is going to get back in the title picture. Uh, what, what about Omega? When does he come back? And does he come back as a face or a heel? Oh, he comes back as a heel. Yeah. I mean, and that's the weird part. I don't like him as a heel, but I feel like he comes back as a heel. Now, there is this part where you can look, sorry, kind of lost signal there, uh, where it kind of looks like, you know, since the Bucks kind of gave that nod to Hangman over him, I guess he could come back for kind of retribution against the Bucks and Adam Cole and that. But I see him against Punk. Um, as the face, but as I'm saying that, Punk's a better heel than he is a he face. He is. So, mm, I don't know. I don't know. But I would think that's a little bit closer towards like November-ish, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how far away he is. It would be a big surprise if shortly after Punk wins the belt, or does he? does Omega come back and some shenanigans happen in that match, which causes the title to change hands. And you got that story with Hangman and Omega already. Well, I think Punk will, uh, I think Punk will win. I think he'll wrestle at the New Japan show against whoever, I, I guess, I don't know who they would even have him wrestle against. Okada or Osprey, maybe. I don't know. And then coming out of that, I can see Omega showing up at the New Japan show. Of course, he's a former New Japan champion as well. And that's his return there. And it pushes to a match close towards the fall. I think it'll be a, it'll be a great wrestling show. Um, I'm excited to see what matchups they end up, you know, going, going with for the actual card and how it ends up turning out. Uh, I just, as far as it being anything major or big, I don't, I don't think it's going to really move the needle for them any. Once a WWE. Cody Rhodes, of course, uh, debuted at WrestleMania, and he's been feuded with Seth Rollins. They've had some really good matchups. Looks like it's still going to continue for Hell in the Cell. Uh, but your overall opinion of Cody so far since his debut? If I were going to rate his his run as of right now on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it an 8. Um, I do think they need to be careful. Um, Cody's just one of them guys. Like I feel like if you if you don't play him just right they're not going to get the reaction that they're wanting 
Um, but so far, I think they're doing pretty good. And his his matches, I think, have been great. Um, and the story that they've been telling so far, I think, has been good. But we'll see how it goes because one falls step and he'll be in a situation where he was at the last part of his AEW. Um, I think he's he he rides that line of being too proud, which can get him booed. So I think he needs to be careful. Yeah, he's he's on that thin line. I thought that they should have went ahead and jumped them on the momentum of uh, Cody, like they did Hulk Hogan uh, when he was wrestling The Rock at WrestleMania 18. They weren't expecting that reaction from Hogan. He got it. Hogan became, you know, white hot again, and they pushed him to the title. I would love to see uh, Roman and Cody. I think there's a great story to be told there with the family histories. Um, and it worries me that they're going to wait too long to pull that trigger. Um, Money in the Bank's coming up, and that's another tough one. You don't want Cody winning everything either, right? I know a lot of people think he's going to win the Money in the Bank, but I think that would be such a terrible idea for him to win Money in the Bank because I think the more he wins, like, constantly, constantly, constantly – Eventually, they're going to get tired of him. And if he wins the money in the bank and does the cash in, I I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, and that changes. I mean, it it almost will make him a heel. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, it's the whole thing that gets me is the whole Roman situation. So with Roman with both belts, if if Roman didn't have both belts, I think it would be a whole lot easier for them to put that belt on Cody. I have a hard time thinking that they're going to let Cody dethrone Roman. I don't, I don't think that's happening. Well, and what is the, you know, is the money in the bank winner able to win both belts or is it just one belt? I mean, that's how they can kind of get away around it. I mean, that's how they can kind of get around it a little bit, but he can always do the RVD thing. When RVD won it, he came out and challenged John Cena and said, at ECW's one-night stand, I'm going to cash this in, me and you. So Cody could do it that way. He could do it the classy way. He don't have to do it the sneak way. And say, at the Royal Rumble, I'm going to cash this in. You know. I still don't see him beating Roman, though. I don't don't know. I I have really – mixed feelings about that because it unless he's a heel but then that that throws off the dynamic with roman i mean i think he needs to be a baby face against roman but does he really beat roman i don't see them i don't see him doing that it's going to be interesting i would like to see him win the world title absolutely i i really would i i, I would love to see him win the world title um but i'm not quite sure how we get there and then there's the other part of the Cody situation right now, which is Seth. And I think Seth's doing some of the best work he is doing uh, so far. But the more he loses, so after Cody wins this hell in the cell, let's say, where does that put Seth? I don't think it hurts Seth at all. Because Seth is so delusional in his character that it doesn't matter whether he wins or loses. He's still entertaining every time he comes out there. You know he could win the match on any given night. He could be 
world champion on any given night. I, I think he's at that status right now that he doesn't need the belt. Seth's great, in my opinion. He's the best that he's been. He he to me in a way he mirrors Roman. Roman's the best he's been ever. I think Seth is right there with him. He don't need the belt to prove that he's the best. He's telling these stories. His character is fantastic. The matches are fan. I mean, you're talking about some of the best matches that I've seen in a long time with him and Kobe. From a future standpoint, though, I just don't know what would be next for him, though. There's no real baby faces on Raw. Uh, I mean, AJ and Finn are kind of dealing with Judgment Day, which is a terrible name, might I add. Um, and then the next best baby face, I guess, is Bobby Lashley in a way outside of Cody. I mean, when Elias makes his return, he's going to be the biggest baby face there is. Him and his tag team partner, his brother, Ezekiel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's You always kind of like look at right after WrestleMania and what's the plan for SummerSlam. You can kind of figure some stuff out. But this year, it's just kind of, man, all over the place. I think the Roman having both belts muddies the waters a little too much. It's great while Roman's out there and it looks cool and it's a great story. But if you're running two different shows, what's left to do on the other show? Well, and now he's going to a limited schedule. Yeah, for whatever that means. Well, but that's where you elevate, just like in the old days, you elevate those intercontinental titles. I mean, you could give and the United States Championship. I like Theory's got the U.S. title. That's, you know, that's not one of them. And I do like Ricochet. But the key would be to maybe put an IC title on someone like a Rollins, who's at the house shows, and makes a big deal out of the IC title. Yeah. They're going to have to figure something out because, I mean, that's the whole, the whole reason that any of them are there is to win the championship. And if it's not a focus on both shows, what are they doing there? You know, you could only have so many grudge matches and whatever. There's got to be a reason why they're lacing their boots up. And it's a, to me, it's a big mistake to not at least explain the story into a way that the audience understands where we're going. And I think they've done a poor job with that. I mean, not even the announced team have really kind of even hinted at the whole plan for what they're doing with both titles. Um, you know, cause it sounds like they're not going to do a, uh, a complete, uh, Oh, what am I trying to say? They're not, they're not eliminating the brand split in any way. So if you're not going to do that, I think you need to at least explain what's going to happen and what options they have to um, to separate the titles at any point or if it's even going to happen again. Anything in particular else that's standing out for you right now, though, do you, Wise? Uh, no. No, I mean, I think that's your biggest things. Um, there's a lot of silliness going on that's kind of just in the background, which is fine but none of it's been great. 
Yeah, I don't think either show's been really great here lately. I, uh, you know, that's just me. That's including NXT. I just I think when WrestleMania season comes around, everything gets kind of hype. And now we're in the slow, slow drain to SummerSlam time. Um, but hopefully things will start picking up real soon. I, I want some stuff to start making sense. I did like Rhea Ripley joining Edge's uh, faction. I just hate the name. Um I do like that they did not unify the tag titles. Um, I thought that's what I kind of wanted, but when they didn't do it, I was glad about that. I wish that they would quit bringing back people like Mustafa Ali and then just to job them. Um, I hate that. Especially, I mean, if you're not going to do anything with somebody, let them go. And then, oh, one thing we haven't talked about is all the name changes. Um, that's continuously going on, you know, um, Gunter, former Walter. We have Rochelle Rodriguez, not Gonzalez anymore. Um, who else got a name change? Chompa's just Chompa, which is fine. Theory's just Theory. We got Butch. We got Butch. Um, Casey Cotton Zero is now Katana Chance. Hey. You know, it's 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 very weird, and it's a strange thing for a, an action figure collector. Uh, I wonder if the figures with the old names will end up being worth more money. Because, um, you know, we do have the one Walter figure. Got a Pete Dunn figure. Got a couple of Pete Dunn figures. Um, I, I'm pretty sure the Raquel figure is, is, is Gonzalez. And not Rodriguez, so you know it's it's kind of a strange thing, and I guess we'll see how how that plays out. But I mean, it, think about Mattel, you know, between the name changes and everybody getting fired, and they're trying to pump out these action figures to sell, and half these people don't even work for the company anymore. They got a different name, and they're they're like, "Who's this, mommy? I never heard of Butch." I mean. Mattel's got to be sitting over there like, I don't even know who to make anymore. Yeah, in between that and the releases, it seems like every time somebody gets a figure or we get a preview of the figure coming, they get released. Of course, you know, Dakota Kai was one of them who got released recently. I hated that for her. I thought she was a pretty good hand to have around, and uh, she's going to land on her feet. I have no tr- – you know, that's another one. Um I don't want her to go to AEW, but if you're somebody like Impact or ROH, who's, of course, I still don't understand what ROH is. It's basically AEW's NXT, it seems like. Yeah, uh, that's another thing they got to figure out. I mean. They could have figured out a better logo. Yeah. Logo. They just kept the old one. Yeah, I mean. Oh, Lord. Why do we got to change stuff all the time? Absolutely. Monday Night Raw coming to Evansville. You're going to be heading to that. Uh, yeah. Two weeks. I've decided not to do it. Um, I'm going to be the dad and do the ball games. Really wanted to go. I was kind of pumped about seeing Cody uh, again. I hadn't seen him in many years, uh, but it is what it is. But we also have GCW uh, coming. And that's that's very interesting because that's a show, you know, I didn't think we would get around here. Maybe All St. Right. Louis or Nashville, but in our backyard, basically, it's uh, very good, and I'm interested to go to that show. Uh, by the time this airs, tickets will be on sale, and it's the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, 
last time ever at the Coliseum. So they've already announced that for the GCW show. Wow. So I, I'm, I take it they're going to be in the main event. And I would, I could see them versus Bussy. Yeah. Um, Effie and Allie. And um, I could see something like that. So, but yes, uh, Rock and Roll Express is final. Uh, time at the Coliseum. Uh, so I'm interested to go to that one and watch that. And it'd be nice to watch them one last time. I'm sure, you know, it's not going to be the greatest thing in the world as they were in the 80s, but ready. Hey, still go, brother. Oh, Ricky Morton still go for sure. Yeah, he can still go for sure. Robert Gibson's uh, long live rock and roll. That's all I can say about it. So, all righty, for myself and Tom, uh, that's it for tonight. Um, we were to have two guests this week, um, and I, you know, I kind of said that, and some things happened with the guests. Uh, they had some other things kind of pop up, but we're going to get them back uh, working on that. So uh, just stay tuned. We got some great shows coming up, um, and we're going to be heading to some live events. So never know what we may run into there. Um, so see us out and about. Make sure to say hi, hit the subscribe button as always for myself and Tom. Thank you guys and have a good night.